Hey guys, and welcome back to the Feenstra Zoo. My name is Spencer Feenstra, the host and creator of the zoo. I'm here just to talk to you about things that are on my mind and on my heart. I hope you'll enjoy the show. If you do, please check us out on all social medias at The Feenstra Zoo. Thanks, guys. Hope you enjoy the show. Good day, everybody, and welcome back to the Feenster Zoo. Just a bit of housekeeping here before we jump into it. First, last episode I said Shalane's word of the year was truth. This is false. It is trust. Not that it matters for the theme of last episode, but I did want to correct myself here. Um, second, if you enjoy what I do here, please Follow the link in, show, in the show description. Head over to buymeacoffee.com where you can sh- support the show directly. Every little bit counts. I put all of that right back into the show, upgrading my recording tools, uh, setting up for um, lots of big things coming down the pipes here. So please, if you can, if you care to, if you enjoy what I do, head over to buymeacoffee.com and support the show directly. Lastly, if uh, you're online anyway, which, hey, you are right now, head on over to our social media at The Feenstra Zoo on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter. Give us a follow, stay up to date on everything, and uh, catch some more content there. All right, that is all for housekeeping, so it is time for the meat and potatoes. What we all came here for. All right, so in 2021, uh, this past year, I turned 30. And what a wake-up call that was. It kind of forced me to take stock in my life, where I have been, what I've seen, experienced, or accomplished. And let me tell you, that list was way smaller than I thought it was going to be. And also, so much better than I thought it could have been, or that I could have even asked for. Things I thought I would have by the time I was 30 were either close to my grasp and being worked on, or I've already accomplished, or really, they just no longer mattered. And don't get me wrong, I missed the mark on a lot of things in my adult life. But my life is so much better than I planned it out to be when I was 18. This past week, I had the pleasure of having a friend over uh, for dinner and the evening. And I haven't seen him in, I think we decided I was about nine years. Now, this allowed us to do some really fun things, like some fantastic reminiscing on the past and how much of a hoodlum I was. Uh, But it also made me think on my life in so many ways and how it would be so much different by only a couple of small decisions and a couple of really big decisions and how my life doesn't just happen on accident at least it shouldn't it should be done deliberately and on purpose in other words my life should be done intentionally 
And that's what we're going to focus on today. Living life intentionally. You see, we all have the freedom of choice in our day. One cup of coffee or three cups of coffee. Fruit Loops, Lucky Charms. Happiness or violence? <laughs> do I drive the car for today or do I take my motorbike to work? Do I even go to work? Do I play hooky? With all choices, the more we make the same choice, the easier it gets. And the more we choose that, it forms a neural pathway. It, it literally becomes compulsion. We don't think about it. It's just a habit. You see, this freedom is both a blessing and a curse, depending on how you use it. Your choices can make you free and happy, or just make you think you're free, when really you're just a slave to feeding these compulsions from a lifetime of servitude to your flesh. I think that line deserves a little bit more attention. In Galatians uh, chapter 5, verse 13, Paul writes, We were called to be free, but warns us not to use our freedom to indulge fleshy desires, but to serve each other humbly in love. He continues in verses 19 to 21. Um, he lays out some of these fleshy desires so we don't get confused by what he means. Uh, big ones, sexual immorality, hatred, jealousy, rage, selfish ambition, drunkenness, among others. Like I said before, if you continue to make these choices, they become easier to make these choices. If you make a random hookup once one weekend, you may feel guilty about it. Excited, but guilty. But the more you do it, the less you feel guilty and the more you seek that excitement. Then soon it becomes compulsion, and you don't even think about it, you just do it. And my friends, this is a habit, it's compulsion, and it's self-destructive at that. The truth is, we're all slaves to something, myself included. Literally everyone is a slave to something. But know that searching your life and naming out what your master or masters are, this has power. This way you can actively fight against these masters. What are yours? Drugs? Alcohol? Substance abuse? Sex or sexual immorality? Your phone? Technology in general? to get away from the gloom for a minute. Here's some good news. You're still able to make choices. Saying no to your compulsion is a choice and you can still make it. Or saying yes to the real freedom is a choice that you can still make. And better yet, you don't have to go into the fight alone Find someone who you trust and ask them to help and encourage you to make the right choices and the hard one to keep you accountable when you don't. If it helps, try using these metrics to run your choices through. Simply, is this choice right or wrong? Maybe it's not so black and white. 
Is this choice going to hurt me or anyone else? Will this choice honor God? And does this serve my flesh or does it serve the spirit? Will this make me free or send me further as a slave? You see, freedom in this life requires mastery of oneself. Without self-mastery, freedom is a disaster waiting to happen. Think about it this way, a bit more simple. You're 13 years old. Your parents leave you alone in the house. They're going on a date night or something. They say, eat something healthy for dinner, go to bed on time, there's some cash on the table for emergencies. We all know that that money is going to pizza and junk food, and bedtime becomes whenever it is you pass out in front of the TV. There is no self-mastery, no self-control, right? That's exactly how it went for me. I think St. Augustine put it fantastically. Free choice is sufficient for evil, but not for good. It's not the whole story. Basically, and potentially oversimplifying, free choice without control or guidance is a recipe for disaster. Like I said, potentially oversimplifying, but basic and easy to understand. So, how do we fight it? How do we take back control of our lives? Again, simply, we take our hopes, dreams, and desires, reorder them, reprioritize them in our life, and create plans to help us achieve them. I'm going to keep preaching on this till I'm dead. Okay, Priorities go God, wife, kids, everything else. Today I actually want to spend a bit more time on the everything else category, it being the most mysterious, well maybe not mysterious, but the most vague. To start off, try a simple project. It can make this visual and tangible, um, which helps me. Try writing out a full 24-hour day, 7-day, the whole week schedule. In this schedule, put in your aimed-for sleep schedule, your work times, time for meals, grocery shopping, downtime, chores, whatever it is you need to do to achieve the dreams you want, literally everything. Chances are you ran out of hours in your schedule like three days ago. <laughs> it's just the way our brains work. Now, if this didn't work for you or if it's not physical or realistic enough, we can try it this way as well. Let's prioritize these needs, wants, desires around your non-negotiables like eating, sleeping, and working. Write out your, not current, but your ideal schedule. Okay, I work this time to this time. I need sleep, so let's block out this time to this time. I need XYZ. Put it in the schedule. Make your ideal schedule. 
Still probably out of room, but at least this schedule serves you. You need to find extra time? Take one week. Don't change what you're doing, not yet, but log everything you do for one week. Literally everything. When you slept, when you ate, TV time, social media scrolling, time at work, and log what time and how long you did everything. Let's try this priority thing again. For me, it went this way. I cut out some of the TV time. I can drop an episode or two. That's when I'll write my next podcast script. Maybe wake up a half hour early. That's still pretty early, but now I have time to pray, read my Bible, and do a quick workout or go for a run. And now I've made extra time in my schedule. I logged everything, realized how much time I was wasting, literally throwing away hours a day to TV, social media, nothing, literally nothing time when I could be furthering what I want to do. I bet you can do it. Change your mindset a little bit. Change your priorities a little bit. Shift your schedule just a little bit. I bet it can help revolutionize your life. An extra half hour in the morning, proper sleep schedule, it will change you if you let it. Take it from me though, don't do it all at once because it's hard. It is. It is hard work to shift your mental capacity for the, your day. Start small. Cut out one episode of evening Netflix, whatever it is you're watching. Read for that half hour. Do something productive with your brain for that half hour. Or start on the other end of the day. Set your alarm back a half an hour. It will give you extra time to start your day properly without a panic. Also, don't be so hard on yourself. Remember, if you fall into old habits, forgive yourself. Remember, this is hard. It's not about being perfect. It's about doing just a little bit better than yesterday. Just a little bit better than yesterday. Remember, we are all fighting the same fight. We are all broken people with disordered desires. And it's hard to live life on purpose. But it's worth it. Let's shift gears a little bit here again. You see, there's a really famous quote. And I guarantee you, if you don't know it, you have heard it multiple times in your life. It's, to thine own self be true. What a stupid quote. <laughs> Do you know where it's from? No shame if you don't. It's actually a Shakespearean quote from the play of Hamlet. See, this guy Polonius, he, he said this. He said, to thine own self be true. And it caught like wildfire. See, Polonius was the fool in the play, though. This is really bad advice. I really dislike this quote. Everyone follows it. To thine own self be true. 
this quote is literally telling people it's okay to feed your fleshy desires. <laughs> it's it's just me. I'm all that matters. I can't lie to myself. This is the biggest lie ever. I can lie to myself more and easier than literally anyone else in this world. It's literally saying, be true to yourself. But it's not saying what self to be true to. Are you tracking? Here, let me break it down a little bit. Is it telling me to be true to the career-driven me? Or the father and husband me? The weekend slacker? The podcaster? Who, yes, they're all part of me, but each version kind of exemplifies a different aspect of my personality and raises some habits over others as important. It's really difficult to piece all of this together and still be true to yourself as a whole. Instead of focusing on this, try focusing on who you want to become and plot your necessary steps to achieve that goal. And remember, just do better than yesterday. Don't try to be perfect all at once, because guess what? You're going to fail, and if you hold yourself to that perfect standard... It's like measuring yourself up against someone's Instagram profile. It's just not the truth. Just do a little better than yesterday. Forgive your failures and keep moving forward. Alright, let's get back on track here. What does all of this have to do with intentional life and living on purpose? So much. <laughs> Having a set schedule allows you to run your ideal week every week. Sunday is the Sabbath. We recoup, we worship, and we celebrate our family. Monday for me, chores, and productive setup for the rest of the week. Tuesday through Saturday, I work at the garage 8 to 5, then... I come home in the evenings, and I have a pretty set, flexible, but fairly set schedule for what my evenings look like. What days I podcast, what days we have date nights, leaving room for margin and interruption. Saturday nights we play Mario Kart with family. Again, leaving some variance for unforeseen needs, but overall, an ideal week. And I understand that people don't always have set work hours. I'm lucky, and I do. But when you can, get a calendar and put it all in. Literally schedule your whole week and see how freeing it can be to be deliberate with the way you live your week. An unknown or not planned choice comes up? Run it through this metric again. Is it right or wrong? Does it honor God? Will it hurt you or others? Does it serve your fleshy desires? Does it make you free or a slave? 
Doing this will simplify almost any choice to a yes or no answer, making it just that, simple. Take the convolution and the complication out of life. I'm, I think we can all use more of this. When life is ambiguous and full of more gray areas, I mean, it, it's there enough. When we can simplify it, why not boil something down to a simple yes or no? It just makes it easier to choose the right answer. And not just the right answer that suits that moment, but the answer that will bring others and yourself joy, peace, love, and kindness into the long term of our lives, not just a fleeting moment. Remember, the freedom of choice is a gift when we use it properly, but left unchecked, it's self-destructive. Finally, long-term and short-term dreaming and goal-setting. Now, it's worth putting into words the difference between goals and dreams. Dreams are something you create in your mind, something hoped for that can take any shape, and you can sit for hours and days, even years, dreaming about the ideal life or situation. With goals, so much more focus and attention and intention is needed. Goals need action, and that action needs to be specific and consistent. Don't get me wrong here. Both sides of the coin are needed and important. We need to dream to stretch our imagination and to find our ideal wants and the ideal life that we want. Dreams are where inspiration comes from. However, our dreams become our reality when we set goals. So one of my dreams is for this podcast to be my full-time career. That thought can be kind of cute. But how do I make this fantasy a reality? Baby steps. I set simple and achievable goals. Weekly deadlines for each episode. Monthly deadlines for accomplishments and social media engagements. Yearly goals for projects and so on and so on. Until your little weekly check-ins become an accomplished reality. But you see, there is a price for goals. It's hard work. It's investment in yourself. It's time spent. This time spent is the hustle. Now, there's a word of caution to be sure here. Work within your personal limitations. Making sure you're keeping your priorities in check. Being too busy has a way of shifting our desires out of order when we're not careful. Work can easily come before your spouse and your children if you let it. We all know the workaholic in our life. Then we're back to being a slave to our flesh or fleshy desires instead of being happy and healthy in the long term. Like I said, turned 30 years old, and the last thing I want to do is to wake up at 50 having nothing to show for my life, having nothing to give my children 
no legacy for my grandchildren to know myself or to know my family by. I'm working towards a multi-generational success, not just personal glory. I want to live my life on purpose, a deliberate day-to-day, so my year is successful and so that my lifetime has purpose. Good luck as you go into this week, guys. Good luck setting your goals, your visions, and do this week on purpose. God bless.